When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Geekscapists, did you miss me? It's Jonathan, your host. And uh, if this is your first Geekscape, well, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. I think that's like my new little phrase. Welcome to Geekscape. I'm Jonathan Lennon, your host. If this is your first Geekscape. Strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk. Uh, but it's, a, it, it's, it's the catchphrase because it's like the accurate one. We talk movies, video games comic books, TV, all the pop culture stuff that you can fit under the hood of a pop culture podcast in about an hour. Sometimes I like to talk to creators, maybe they're actors, filmmakers, comic book creators, uh, and sometimes I'm just talking to my friends. Uh, this person that is on my show is actually my partner in Geekscape creatively. He runs the Geekscape network. His name is Matt Kelly. Uh, he's going to be on here to talk a little bit of a, uh, let's just call it a Geekscape State of the Union. Because we're going into a brand new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the holidays. And then we're going to start talking about what Geekscape's got going on in the new year. I'll be talking a little bit about Avatar The Way of Water. I went and saw that one. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think he saw Glass Onion. That's the Knives Out sequel. Uh, he'll be talking about that. And then I'm going to tell you about a brand new superhero franchise that you probably overlooked. That I think is pretty badass so you might want to stick around and find out what that is uh maybe i'll sneak in some comic book talk i've been using the holidays to catch up on comic books and i gotta tell you i'm enjoying some of the big marvel crossovers that usually uh marvel crossovers or any big company crossovers when it comes to comic books they're so daunting and you have to buy so many issues to kind of know what's going on that usually they're just exhausting but Marvel's actually done a pretty good job of them, and uh, they got this recent one going on in the X-Men and Spider-Man books that uh, actually ties back into a like storyline going on in X-Men that was from like way back when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, the Inferno storyline, and the Clone Saga and Star Wars. I'm talking myself out of this. <laughs> I'm talking myself out of enjoying Dark Web, but I've been enjoying it. Because it's kind of justifying two clone storylines that each happened in X-Men and Spider-Man that were positively and negatively critiqued when they came out. And now they're kind of merging them in a, in a crossover in both books. And I'm actually enjoying it. It's fun. And for a nerd like me, I'm digging it. Uh, I, I went on a honeymoon. I don't know if you've been enjoying your Geekscapes, but you've been getting some pretty damn good ones at a Los Angeles Comic-Con. Did you enjoy the LeVar Burton conversation? <laughs> I think you did, because a ton of people downloaded that one. The Amy Jo Johnson one was great. And then Steve Burns from Blue's Clues, that was a fantastic conversation. They're all up on the feed. So when you're done listening to this, go back through the feed and be like, I want to hear what Steve from Blue's Clues has been up to. The answers are right there in the Geekscape feed. Uh, also, we had our own panels, and there's some fantastic ones on the feed. Uh, there's one, maybe you're listening to this and being like, hey, this numbskull can do the podcasts. And Matt Kelly, he's accepting of so many podcasts on the network. I want to work with these guys. Maybe I'll start a podcast. Well, there's a podcast, like, uh, there's a panel for that that we did at LA Comic Con, and that's up on the feed. So go listen to that. And uh, we did a Geekscape Live, and that was a lot of fun. It was like, a grab bag of friends from LA Comic-Con 
and they all kind of got mic time. They got up on the on the uh, on the mic and and had their fun. <laughs> Something's sorry, Geekscape, we're watching this live. Something's like floating in my office, like a piece of lint, and I'm playing grab at it. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, you're like, dude, just stay focused. It's tough. It's a brand new year. There's so much going on. So why don't we do what we do? Not so best. And let's just get the show started. All right. Hang tight. Here's the theme song. We're going to Geekscape. Geekscape is welcome to a brand new Geekscape. And um, I got to say, I love you because I will start talking about some of the most, I don't know, lesser known stuff in the nerdscape, as we call the Geekscape. And somebody in the comments is always like, wait, I know what you're talking about. And I love that. First off, we got a Facebook user. Um, I, I think it may be Jim. Uh, who says, I would love to see the video about podcasting. No, it's not. It, it, the thing is, we recorded that as a panel uh, at LA Comic Con. So it's audio only. The LA Comic Con stuff is audio only because uh, I don't have any video production at LA Comic Con. If anything, I can get the main stage videos, which are videoed in, in they're shown on the, on the screens there at LA Comic Con. I can get those later. And sometimes LA Comic Con has been cool with me putting them up on the Geekscape TV YouTube channel of which you should subscribe, uh, to which you should subscribe. And then, uh, but usually in the panel rooms, I'm just bringing a recorder, plugging into the, uh, mat, the, the board there that mixes the mics and uh, putting it all together. So um, that's audio only. Subscribe to Geekscape. It's there on Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and, and share it with your friends if you enjoy it. Uh, Inferno is back. Did someone finally resuscitate Madeline Pryor's corpse? So in the late 80s, when I was really into the X-Men books, the first time I was into comics, um, I dipped. And then the Star Wars comics for Dark Horse brought me back. That's kind of one of my comic book origin stories. Like as a kid, you're into like the superhero stuff and you're really into it. And then um, I don't know why I got into, I didn't really get out of comics. It just, you couldn't afford them. Like, you know, I didn't have like, Oh, like, what is it? You're, you're, you know, like uh, you're, your parents give you money or something like a dollar fifty for the spinner rack at the grocery store. I just didn't get into them. And then uh, the Star Wars comics. I remember when Dark Horse started putting out Dark Empire, which are phenomenal. And to me, they're like the follow up to Jedi. Like I know we have this brand new Disney canon. I know that we've had a lot of extended universe stuff in Star Wars, but the stuff that got me back into comic books after like three or four or five years, I would say now going into high school or going into like late middle school, middle school really is those dark empire books that dark horse put out. And if you can find them, I don't know if Marvel has the ability to publish them. I don't know who owns them, but you can probably find them on some downloadable PDF, but the dark empire comics 
where Luke is kind of flirting with the dark side. And it, it and and they also did a Palpatine clone in that storyline long before the sequel trilogy. Uh, I just spelled it. I, I spelled some of it for you, but it happens pretty early on. Um, find the Dark Empire comics because they got me back into comics. But prior, prior to that, <laughs> there was this storyline called Inferno. And it was an X-Men. And the storyline with Inferno was that um, Ilya Rasputin, who's Peter Rasputin, Colossus' sister, uh, she gets kidnapped by Velasco, who's a demon. Velasco is also Nightcrawler's father, uh, which is why Nightcrawler has a demon's tail. So she gets kidnapped and she gets brought to this place called Inferno, which is like hell. And that's where her mutant powers come to life. And she ends up defeating Velasco and becoming like the ruler of this hell, Inferno. And that is colossus's sister iliana who's like she could turn into a demon and she can kick some ass and, and jump between earth and in this hell and she ended up giving the leadership of inferno to madeline Pryor, who is a clone of gene gray and now this is turning some comic book shit so knowing that you're a clone of gene gray you love scott summer cyclops and but you're like spurned you're like i want to have I want to have Cyclops' baby, which ended up being Nate Summers, who turned into, you know, Cable, because you saw him in Deadpool 2. Holy crap, I need a chart. Uh, so, um, Malin Pryor has Scott Summers' baby, but she's a clone, and she wants to bring hell to New York. That was the Inferno storyline. It introduced Mr. Sinister, who uh, is a big uh, X-Men villain now. So, the clone saga in the 90s introduced a Peter Parker clone, and that clone saga in the 90s is maligned. Like people are like, oh, the clone saga it went on too long and introduced the clone of Peter Parker. People started wondering whether or not Peter Parker was really the original Spider-Man or if it was Ben Riley, this the like other Spider-Man. Ben Riley still exists in the books. He's a clone. Dark web storyline of which I'm a fan going on right now in the Spider-Man and the X-Men books is where Madeline Pryor is now back in charge of inf- uh, limbo turns to Ben Riley and says, hey, you're a clone, I'm a clone, we didn't get what was deserved of, what we deserve, which is, I'm supposed to be with Scott Summers, you're supposed to be Spider-Man, F these people who took what was ours, we need to team up, and we need to corrupt everything, and the first thing they're going to do is bring hell to New York, and that's what's going on right now in the Spider-Man and X-Men books, and I'm kind of digging it. I'm not saying you had to read the last 30 years of Marvel Comics. You can just enjoy a comic. Go pick up a comic. They're comics. This isn't comic books are beautiful because they're it's like not no offense, comic book creators, but it's not like heavy literature. Maybe they don't go pick up Watchmen or like too many Neil Gaiman books. Like those you kind of want to spend some time with. But when it comes to like Spider-Man, X-Men, Dark Web, just pick the damn thing up and enjoy it. There's some really silly stuff. And in one of the most recent issues, uh Spider-Man teams up with Firestar and Iceman. And y'all who grew up with the cartoon Amazing Friends will know that that is the team. That's like the team of the cartoon Amazing Friends, which was like the one that Stan Lee narrated in like the early 80s. Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. It was him, Iceman, and Firestar. And they put the team in the comic. And at the end of like the team up, when they save like New York from this, whatever, it's been turned into hell. Uh, Spider-Man flies away. He's like, we should do this again sometimes. Bye, my amazing friends. And the people who know, which you do now, are like, oh, that was a reference to 
That was a childhood reference. Awesome. Way to make content for 40-year-old people. Yeah, that's what Geekscape's all about. <laughs> all right. <laughs> awesome radical. All right. Um, Jim Pagranelli's up in the Geekscape. He says, Mr. Sinister, in hindsight, is a deeply squeaky squeaky villain. He's literally trying to breed mutants together like livestock. Yeah, and I, I went down this deep dive about whether or not Mr. Whether or not Gambit is a clone of Mr. Sinister. And I guess that's something people discuss, and it's a possibility. Um, it, whatever. Okay, so I can't get into the comments. If you are watching this live on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch, yeah, feel free to distract your host in the comments. But i that's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about some more stuff. Uh, but damn, does it feel good to talk comics on geekscape it's kind of what it's for uh, i've been playing some video games too downloaded some really cool downloadable like older games uh for my switch thinking i was going to take it to thailand i did not take it to thailand i took an actual book like a real book to thailand and i read that uh but i did download some really cool stuff like hollow knight which i'd never played and then if you like metroidvania games with cool boss battles play hollow knight all right that's enough that's enough of that jonathan enough let's bring in matt kelly and uh, Matt, did you enjoy the geek talk that was going on here on Geekscape? It's been a long time, John. Long time since it was like a deep dive comics talk, which is it's a good and bad thing, I guess, because every time you would talk about comics a lot on Geekscape, I would get a new $50 a week habit for a little bit. And then <laughs> <laughs> you always would sell me on these books and I'd be like, I need comics. So the fact that I'm like fully self-employed right now, I don't. I don't need the desire to go out and subscribe for a bunch of books right now. So this is Hey brother, <laughs> I been doing these things on the TikTok. Mm-hmm. You got me to you actually got me on TikTok. I on did. The, at Comic-Con you got me on the TikTok. And I'm thinking to myself like what's the content to put on the TikTok cuz you know, I'm like 44 years old now if you can believe it. I was in my like mid 20s when I started Geekscape. Now I'm 44 years old. What what about business do I have to be on the TikTok? tickety talk what can i be making for this and sometimes i put like old stuff from geekscape on tiktok that's been yeah. kind of fun to go back to the archives and put some stuff on there but i've been doing these comics of the week where i just basically tell you what comics i bought that week and it's been a fun way for me to create very fast content for the tickety talk and also to um kind of catalog for myself like dude what are you reading what are you buying and what are you enjoying and i gotta tell you spider-man dark web yeah. all right i'll keep <laughs> i'll keep badass. that in hopefully this time next year i'll be ready to get back into that very expensive habit <laughs> pace yourself pace yourself matt uh, i gotta tell you i went to this uh thailand for my honeymoon <laughs> i thought you were just gonna say i went on no. this honeymoon i went on this honeymoon <laughs> real casual we went to this eh. this country thailand and uh man it was phenomenal what a beautiful country what an incredible country and for somebody who's watched the pocketbook it's cheap man like okay. the flight there not so cheap flying through singapore out of la uh singapore is like a basically a mall slash airport it's kind of cool um but i was consistently shocked every time i got a bill and did the exchange rate in like either an app or in my brain just knowing what the exchange is on the type the thai bot versus the dollar and I'm like, yo, we just paid twelve dollars for lunch, and like, it this is insane. Like a lunch that would have cost you forty, fifty dollars, like or a dinner that would have cost you forty, fifty dollars. Like I literally just paid like three dollars for street food that was really damn good, didn't get me sick, knock on wood, and was like, 
three dollars incredible and you could live like a king over there uh you sometimes live like a king if you're living in the right places if you're going to talk standards, about matthew it's called standards. let me show you let me show you something that i purchased literally for a new year's eve party that cost me 15 dollars <laughs> um and i'll tell you whether or not a king would have that look at this stromboli that i bought for 15 dollars. that's a large cheese stromboli uh Matt. You just have to know the places to find. No, no, Matt. <laughs> I'm not buying. I'm not paying fifteen dollars for a stromboli. <laughs> a large stromboli that fed a whole party. <laughs> Listen, Matt. I've had a party of two, people. <laughs> that would have been two dollars in Thailand, is what I'm telling you. Okay, gotcha. All that right. That would have been two dollars in Thailand. And um, why are you going to Thailand to buy you, a two dollars stromboli, you weirdo? Well, that's what I'm saying. You go to Thailand, <laughs> and you buy a bunch of stuff, and I did buy a you, bunch you of stuff. You enjoy this Abbott Costello routine? I bought that I a bat. I bought like this. I bought a hat with um, with like Thai kickboxers on it. I went snorkeling. I got myself a tan. We had so much fun. And I got to tell you, um, I almost bought rabies shots. Ooh, almost. <laughs> yeah, I almost bought rabies shots. So there's a. I wanted to see the reason. The whole reason Thailand came up was Heidi wanted to see elephants, and there was this elephant sh- like sanctuary, and it was phenomenal. We went there on the first day there in Phuket. And these elephants are treated so poorly in the tourism industry that this yeah. sanctuary purchases them, rescues them from these places where people ride them or they take these hooks and they put them in their hands and they hook them on the elephant's ears. So whenever you see like a cute video of like an elephant painting something, watch the trainer because they have their hands behind the elephant's ears and they actually are digging into their ears with these turned nails. And they're just, like they're manipulating the elephants through pain. And so we go to the sanctuary where you don't get within six feet of a, of an elephant and they have these elevated walkways where you can walk above them. They do take you down near the elephants and the elephants, a lot of them are blind from like having too much time spent with like flash photography or their working conditions being too much. A lot of them are crippled. They, you know, they walk a little slowly. These are these are retired elephants, but now were they got to do nothing but eat and swim. Now these elephants are living, living large. life. I was gonna say, were you in Philly when they got rid of the elephants in the Philadelphia Zoo because of? Um, it's too much, right? Well, it was the cement. They were standing up there like they were like their a ankles lot of them were, were like not able to handle the cement ground. They have leg problems, knee problems. Yeah. It's, it's and fucked up what we do with elephants, it, honestly. If you're if you're listening to this and you you love animals, there's a movie I watched on Amazon last night with Heidi. We watched this wildcat movie about a kid who came out of his he's a British soldier in Afghanistan and he came out with PTSD and he moved to the Peruvian Amazon and he ended up raising an ocelot, like a wild ocelot that was rescued by logger from loggers. And he ends up like they end up rehabilitating each other in a sense because this ocelot doesn't have a mother, doesn't have a way to like learn to live wild. And so he's like, okay, over 18 months, I'm going to learn, teach this thing to be living on its own in a freaking one of the most dangerous places in the world for an animal, which is this Peruvian Amazon where everything's a poisonous snake. And then this kid with PTSD and suicidal tendencies. So trigger warning on that stuff. Um, he, he does self harm in the movie and you watch it and, uh, and it's hard and there it's like him and this cat learning to live with the like learning to appreciate uh, they're just learning to survive in this yeah. Peruvian. it's beautiful and it's called wildcat that one i've seen a i've seen a documentary that was a similar plot line called a grizzly man grizzly um, man no that one didn't end <laughs> that, that one didn't go. end so well <laughs> that, that one so great <laughs> no i think different type of yeah this kid had ptsd that guy just had 
I don't know what that guy had, but he got eaten. <laughs> spoiler: he got eaten by a bear. And if you want to hear more about it, we definitely had the producers had, of Grizzly yeah. Man on the podcast about a year or two ago for the Grizzly um, Man Diaries. They did like the uh, the docu series about it. But yeah, so we're walking with these elephants, and there's one that is actually nice, like actually likes people, like for like it would like it likes people. And I still, I was like, I'm not going near it. But some people were going up very close to it and it would turn their heads to touch them. And so I was like, eh, I'll, I'll get close-ish for a, like a photo and mm-hmm. Heidi can take this photo. And as I turn to take the photo, I'm like, all right, that's nice enough. And I turn and the, the elephant steps in front of me. Like, no, you ain't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's an elephant and behind me a creek bed. And I was like, I got nowhere to go. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to touch this animal like in the animals like no no you're gonna touch me and <laughs> this elephant was beautiful and the 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 handler was like yeah, the guide was like you know please like touch the elephant <laughs> and so i reached out and i touched this elephant it was such a sweet moment that it set me up for the next visit which was to a place called monkey hill heidi wanted to see elephants i wanted to see monkeys um <laughs> and uh so i take her to this place called monkey hill which is like if griffith if griffith park or like a public park was uh covered in like maquette monkeys <laughs> and i don't know what's got you laughing at. i'm i'm thinking about the idea so i know where this story is going because i've seen this the video covered I'm, in I'm... monkeys <laughs> what i'm These laughing at is monkeys, that heidi macaque monkeys heidi's only thing that she wanted was to see an elephant and you had this beautiful moment between human and animal with this elephant. Yes, and then was, you're like, I had a connection. All right, babe, let's go see the monkeys. Let's go see some monkeys. It reminds me of that tried the to, state. The monkeys let's tried see, to murder her. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, so so the state, remember the state sketch? Let's go to the zoo and watch the monkeys do it. So, yeah. <laughs> so I tell the taxi driver, I'm like, hey, take us to this monkey hill. And it's literally a hill like Griffith Park covered in monkeys. And... I get out and I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. And there's a feeding area. There's an area where you can feed the, the monkeys. They tell you not to feed the monkeys outside of this feeding area. And they post up some of the most disgusting photos of people who've been bit. <laughs> you see these pictures, you're like, I don't want to get bit by a damn monkey. Because yeah. they can give you fucking all sorts of shit. They can give you like herpes and rabies and all sorts of stuff. And you see these photos of people with like these bulbous sores on their faces who've been bit or like whatever. And I'm like, okay, well... I'm going to feed the monkeys in the monkey area. The problem is the feed the monkey area is at the top of the damn hill to walk to the top of the hill. You got to walk through a bunch of monkeys who are watching you hold these fucking little bananas. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, give me them bananas. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to give you these bananas right now, man. So so we, we start walking mad up this hill. And I'm stoked. I'm so excited. I like it's fun exercise walking a hill like that. And it's beautiful country. You can look out over Phuket in like all this area. And then I see a monkey come down. I, I'm not I'm seeing a couple stray dogs, but then I see a monkey and a monkey's like, what you got there? And comes towards me. And I'm like, OK, I'm, you're, you know what? You're the first monkey. You're not getting anything from me. So I don't give nothing to that first monkey. He was cute. I took a, it took a photo of him. It'll be up on the tickety talk one. Oh, I'm going to make a video of this. So I so I get a little further, 
up the hill and Heidi's like Jonathan how much you saw a monkey can we just go and I'm like no 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 we're, we're seeing more I get up there and there's like you know when in like the park where there's like there's like gym equipment out in the park for people to use like free gym equipment like you know a little yeah. like thing you can push your arms or like swimming I mean, not where I live hips. yes I've seen it in you know what I'm Los saying. Angeles yeah yeah these like public park gym equipments so we get to the first one of those Covered in damn monkeys. The monkeys just start coming down from the jungle. They start coming it's like off arachnophobia, but with monkeys. It's crazy. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, I'm thinking about that sign that had like the bulbous sores and the rabies on it. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm carrying these two bunches of mini bananas. And they're looking at me like it's a feeding frenzy. I'm thinking I'm like meat in a parade. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck this. So you're going to watch this video of me chucking bananas away from me as fast as I can. Just go like, here you go. Here you go. I'm trying to get these monkeys away from me. And now they're following me. Heidi has these leftover bubbles from our wedding. And she's like, maybe they like the bubbles. So she takes these things out and she starts blowing bubbles. And it's really adorable because the monkeys are like jumping at the bubbles. She's got monkeys following the bubbles. They reach for them. They don't get anything. They're like, what the hell just happened? They think it's like maybe dark magic. I don't know what that was going through the monkey's mind. But I am I just don't want to get bit by a damn monkey. I definitely don't want Heidi to get bit by a monkey. But I want to spend my time there. And they're not bothering really anybody else. Who's like, there's like three or other people who I saw walk past and hike to the top. And so we hike up. And there's this area with gym equipment and there's tons of monkeys at this point Heidi's gonna be like hey this is I'm not going any higher and I'm like well I want to see the top but let's hang here for a bit let's hang out with some monkeys we take some monkey photos some selfies I'm taking video and again like it'll be up on the Geekscape TikTok I'm taking a, <laughs> I'm taking a video and as I'm taking video of these monkeys kind of walking past Heidi and Heidi trying to blow these bubbles I see out of the corner of my eye a monkey start walking towards Heidi's bag and is like, what you got in there? You got any more of them nanners? You got any more of those bananas? I have to give all, I mean, for those of you who haven't met Heidi before, she is legitimately, if not the kindest human that I've ever met in my entire life, absolutely in the top five. And nothing has been proven more so than watching this video with the monkeys, because I consider myself a pretty kind person. And I think I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> Get so away from me, you she, wild animal. She's just she's going, like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, yeah, if there's any doubt that there's like, that my wife is like a Disney princess. <laughs> like, it's like, this is, this is it. Because like, she, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll put some, I'll post the video. But basically, look what happens. I turn my face and sorry, Geekscapers who aren't watching this live. But here's just a, a, this is the photo of what I see. And I should have uploaded the video file so I could play it. Yeah, you could have. It was short enough. You could have definitely gotten it. It was short enough. But like, let me show you this picture of a damn monkey. This is what I see out of the corner of my eye. This is a monkey with its teeth on Heidi's purse. (laughs) Like just the monkey is, has both hands on her bag is like trying to, trying to grab Heidi. And is just like, whatever's in this bag, I'm fucking taking it. And so I'm like, oh, hell no, because the next thing is it's going to climb up on my wife. And I take my foot and I swing at the monkey like to kick it. And I go, hey, get off my wife. I'm about to kick you in the woods. The monkey turns and like squares up at me, like lunges at me like, you want to go? <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. This is what I guess this is where I get rabies. 
this is rabies. This is one ticket to rabies. I feel like rabies would have been the worst of your situations. There was enough monkeys that I think they could have taken you down. Oh, the, t- the <laughs> thing is, the second you kick fucking Lingling into the fucking woods, the rest of these damn things come out. Look at those. Look at the teeth on this damn thing. Yeah, it was gonna be. It was gonna be Congo. <laughs> it was going to be piranha, but yeah. with monkeys. Like, forget. It was just going to be a swarm of monkeys, and then they would have uh, derp five hundred first on uh, on YouTube says you definitely should have recorded that content, man. No, I did. The thing is, this happened two more times, and I didn't record those because I wasn't like, oh, my wife's getting lunged at by monkeys. Let me uh... because the thing is, don't go up that hill with a bag. That's yeah. that's what we learned. Don't go up the hill with a bag because the monkeys are going to see it and they're going to want to get it. Two more times, monkeys went after Heidi. And these fuckers lunged at me when I tried to kick them. I, I wasn't really going to kick a monkey, okay, guys? I was just trying to create some distance with my legs. <laughs> and so uh, the only reason I have this on a photo of this and really video of this, this is a screen grab, is because I was filming another monkey when out of the corner of my eye, I see this bastard go for Heidi. But there is video of this. And, uh, I mean, if you want Geekscape, I'm just going to, I'll just, this is what I'll do. I'm going to send myself the video. And then y'all, you know what? Y'all are getting the video. Right yeah, now, get the it's, video. it's very, it's while, very while easy you're doing to find. That, I will, I will also compliment Heidi. Those look like the comfiest pants I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Um, and they're also embroidered with, they're embroidered with elephants, which John had a great experience with when you made him go see the elephants. <laughs> he made you go see the monkeys. That was your situation there. Um, the elephants were phenomenal. Uh, these curious monkeys. Okay, here, here we go. I'm just gonna here, let's see if I can get this to work. Let me yeah, load that up. Me, up I'm gonna load it up. Uh, what do I do here, Matt? I upload a v- new video file, right? Video clips. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Add video clip. Um, sorry, Geeks gave us a little behind the scenes. I should have been better prepped for this. But um, Geeks is one of those sh- shows Matt Kelly doesn't produce. He's just an occasional guest. <laughs> These would have been handled. Otherwise. Matt's like, hey, maybe maybe they'd be interested in that monkey clip. I'm like, ah, they get a screen grab. No, the screen, the screen grab's clearly not good enough. Uh, here's the problem, Matt. It's 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 too big. It's too all big right. Well, then that. they'll just have to see it when it goes on the TikTok. Uh, okay. But yeah, I do I do want to share it. But it is quality um, video. I mean, it is. It's also kind of terrifying. I remember when you, I remember when you sent it to me. I was like, she does make this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she does she, end up she not getting this, bit. Right? I'm going to see Heidi again in my life. I yeah. just wanted to confirm. Uh, Matt, let me see if I can share. I'm like, quick. Chrome has lost permission to capture your screen. No, go away. Yeah, I really are, want to share this. The I'm only trying... other option would be to do the present and then click video file and you could upload the video file right in That's there. what I want to do right now. I'm doing that there right now. Video file. You we guys know are podcasting.com, folks. If you ever need a uh, editor. Or Here we go. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> Geekscape, you're so excited. Here we go. All right. Because my good friend Derpy501 demanded it and he is a good friend. I don't know who it is, but is their good friend he's got a great icon uh, so i'll take it they got a great icon here we go here's the video of me defending my wife and almost getting rabies from this monkey okay so i'm i'm filming a pretty cute scene of just heidi with the bubbles and the monkey and look at that monkey that monkey's like i'm a sweet monkey i got patience for this human human's gonna do a magic <laughs> trick an arcane trick music's yeah but human's gonna create soap water circles 
and there but what she didn't see is behind her there's this fucker who's like i bet there's more of those bananas in her back so watch, <laughs> so watch this so i'm filming this night scene and here we go <laughs> Right, here she is. Mad. And that monkey kind of gets bored. It's like, yeah, oh, she, 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 mad, can't, she can't get to do it. Look at this guy. I'm just filming a little monkey. Nice monkey. Out of the corner of my eye, look what I see. Whoa, whoa. All right, all right. Leave my wife alone. I'm going to kick you into the forest. Uh, 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 uh. This is where I kick you. Uh, 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 uh. There's no food. Look at him. Yeah, Did you see him he was ready to go. He was ready to go. He's like, he's like, I don't have any food. This fucker's like, you guys are dead. You, okay, watch Again. this, Matt. Like, okay, first off, let's, I'm taking this screenshot, screen by screen. You see my foot come in, and I say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick you into the forest." That's where. Look at him right there. Look at that <laughs> screenshot. That's him lunging that's at the, me. That's the monkey shines box art. That's the fucking monkey <laughs> squared up on me, and it's just like, "Let's go." I'm taking out people. You think I haven't taken people out? We're going right now. We're doing this, dude. This fucking monkey. Look at the. Look at him. Well, little bastard that's that's it so that was me almost getting rabies on the walk down the hill we were telling anybody with a bag like hey you may not want to bring him back we saw two we saw somebody with like two kids we're like don't bring the kids man your kid's gonna get eaten by monkeys and there's this one woman and young girl and she's coming up the hill and we said hey just warn you you probably don't want to bring a bag and she goes a monkey just took my water bottle yeah, you think I don't have video? Two seconds later, I saw the monkey drinking a water bottle, giving no fucks. Like, this <laughs> monkey was like, yeah, I took a water bottle. Who gives a damn? <laughs> Whatever. This monkey was just chilling. Fucking loved buck it. wild. <laughs> loved Insane. It. Loved it. You so, were a crazy man, Jonathan. Lennon. Oh, it was a great trip. I, it seemed like you, I mean, we got the updates throughout the week. And only a few awesome. of us told you to spend time with your wife and stop texting us. But listen, I loved waking up. <laughs> seeing the sunrise, going on a run, texting my boys back in the States, and then coming back and having breakfast. Trust me. I, I had time to text with y'all, and Heidi got her sleep. Not that she didn't sleep a lot. It's just nobody... I don't sleep normal hours. <laughs> I get a high you, man. You, you enjoy it, and you take it at the pace that you want to take it. I loved it. I loved it. There was another... When we were on this island chain... Oh, this kind of... The Fifi Islands? Fifi Islands? There was this other town you could run to and back, and it was beautiful. But they it's a fucking jungle, Matt. Make no mistakes, that island chain is jungle. And they had a monkey beach, too. And I saw some monkeys there. But I, we had these mosquito nets in this little thing, little bungalow that we, we stayed in. Five-star resort, mosquito nets. I'm getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And they're these centipedes, Matt. 100 foot. They have a hundred legs on them, hundred pairs of one hundred and fifty pairs of legs. These centipedes, the locals, they called them ginkgo, ginkgo. These little centipedes, I see them everywhere during the rainy. They're like usually they're underground, but during the rainy season, they come out, yeah, right? Because like earthworms here or whatever, yeah, earthworms, right? But these are centipedes, and they're big. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like I'm going to bed, and the mosquito nets are keeping the mosquitoes out. These gingu aren't going to get me. Second night I'm there, like 2 a.m., I feel something fall on my face. Oh, wakes God. me up. <laughs> and I snore with my sleep apnea. I have my mouth wide open. Oh. This thing, Matt, lands. And I don't, I, this is what wakes me up. It's just this thing laying on my face. Just lands like right on my cheek, half in my mouth. And I, and I go, uh, uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what the hell's happening. I'm dreaming. Matt, I'm dreaming one second. The next second, something's on my face. I'm like, what the fuck just landed on my face? I grab at it. And when I put my, I'm half awake. Like I'm half asleep. And when I put my hand on it, it curls around my fingers. Like, <laughs> and that's when I know it's Gengu. Gengu. This Gengu. And so <laughs> it wraps around me. And in the half light of the, of like the bedroom, I go, oh, oh, I know exactly what it is. I throw it under the bed and I see it squirming like Gingo. <laughs> and so I take the glass that's next to the bedside for water and I scoop it up and I throw it onto the lawn. And uh, you, you have to go outside to do it. But I open the door, I throw it on the lawn and I come back in. Heidi and I find four more Gingo on the, the mosquito netting waiting for you. Gingo. We asked the, the the next night. We were like, okay, enough of the gengu. We asked the people to come and like get the gengu. They got ten of these things out of our rooms. And then Jesus. I woke I woke up at night. You know, I wake up at like five to go running, and there's still gengu on my mosquito netting. There's you're gonna get the gengu. So let me. This, this reminds me of the most nightmarish horror film that I've ever lived through, which is my friends and I. My aunt used to have a mountain house, and we would go up there in the summer for a week. And the one time it was just me and my friend Ed went up there the first night and then people were going to come in later on that night. So we were staying up to let them in and we're watching TV and we see this caterpillar crawling across the, the carpet. And we're like, ah, look at this little guy. He got lost. So we pick him up and I just toss him out the back door. Don't think anything of it. So my friend goes to bed and I'm still staying up for a few people to show up and they show up and we're talking. I'm like, yeah, there was a caterpillar in here early. And they're like, why didn't you put it outside? Like, what do you mean? They're like, well, it's right here crawling across the carpet. <laughs> There's this other caterpillar. So this time when I go to throw it outside, I flick on the patio light. And John, I'm telling you, there were about 700 caterpillars squirming across every inch of this deck, up the sides of the house, up the screen doors. It's their was, planet, Matt. I was like, man, I've never been this afraid of a caterpillar in my entire life. But I was like, they're going to cocoon us. We're not going to be able to escape. Uh, I had, I had, you're going to be like, you're going to like, like, uh, like, like, what is it? Frodo and yeah. Shalob, Shalob's Lair? No, Bilbo. It was Shalob's Lair. So yeah. I, um, I have no problem with the caterpillars or the centipedes. I got no problem with the bugs, the insects. That's not my thing. I have no problem with it. Uh, I didn't know what the hell landed on my face at 2 a.m. That, yeah. that, uh, that freaked me the hell out. Well, that's like, but going right in the, we're in the jungle and so i went and told the staff and they were laughing their asses off that morning we were having so much fun laughing about it and as i'm joking with them about these caterpillars landing on my face uh centipede landing on my face this french family storms up to the <laughs> up to the to the office and it's all open air like this is a five-star resort it's basically yeah. just jungle beach and like bungalows right and this family is like we have to move cabin there are centipedes everywhere. This is no good. Did we have, <laughs> they, were, they did not like the gunku. They did not enjoy it. Um, it was face. It, it was fun. Uh, Andy Rattinger, he says, you get things on your face in bed every night. Yeah, I mean, you hear those stories of like how many bugs you eat when you sleep and all that stuff. Whatever. I have no problem. It's all it's all circle of life. You know, it's all fun. Uh, another highlight of the trip, Matt, was I love in-flight movies and when you have a flight that's 17 hours you're gonna get some and uh heidi's calling them millipedes i say they have 150 pairs of legs that's a centipede right 
Yeah, I think a millipede has a millipede has like a thousand. But yeah, what animal has a thousand legs? Or whatever. I will not call it. It's not a to me. It's not a centipede or a millipede. It's gang. So (laughs) I'm watching these in-flight movies. Some are good. Some are bad. Some I'm turning off after five minutes. I texted you and I said that this this clay dream movie. Yeah, was amazing. This this documentary is about the guy who who like created the art. The I don't want to spoil it for you, but he created the claymation studio in the 70s that in the 80s became responsible for the california raisins the noid at that point i was like matt kelly's got to know about this i remember what the fuck his name is well it's 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 an easy google it's will vinton right it's will vinton will vinton because i have the will vinton claymation christmas dvd (laughs) oh my god well matt this documentary on will vinton his career is he's fascinating tragic and because you love Jim Henson, Disney, all that stuff, I yeah. think Will Vinton, but for his own, I want to call it hubris, would have ended up somewhere in that category, but didn't have the business sense. Like this guy, you, I mean, how he didn't have a piece of the California Raisins is insane because that it's, thing was huge. Well, it sounds like something that you and I have talked about before with the. You know, the, the only real difference between like a Charlie Chaplin and a Buster Keaton is is the business sense of knowing how to keep your name in the public eye after you die, basically. <laughs> like Buster Keaton, I think, I think was a more both... profitable silent film star throughout the career, but they were at the end of it, one was kind of penniless and a nobody. And I think I'm pretty sure Charlie Chaplin was the one that kept all of his uh, like IP and everything, like he owns all of those movies, or well, the state he, does, or whatever. He also got forced to like leave the United States. That, that I <laughs> like, mean, that Charlie, like, I don't think either of them ended up like by the time they did Limelight. Like I don't think either of them fared too well. But um, watch this. I guess well, watch Howard this Lloyd is who I'm thinking of more so than anybody. Howard Lloyd like didn't keep shit. Yes, and, like, Howard Lloyd didn't. Forgotten. But like, <laughs> like, I mean. Charlie Chaplin created United Artists and was yeah. one of the highest paid performers of all time. Um, if you uh, watch this Clay Dream documentary, it's it's fantastic and just like insane. And every 10 minutes I was like, oh, that he was responsible for that. Oh, my God, he was responsible for that. And that's why we have this. And that came out of this. And oh, my God, if he would have just taken a left when he took a right, dude would have been a billionaire. Um the other movie I saw, and I got to tell you, Geeks gave us, if you're not into this, if you're tired of Marvel, if you're tired of DC, and you're like, but I still want to watch a superhero movie, whew, I got to tell you, man, I saw one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Um, maybe. Uh, <laughs> this thing, I'm just going to tell you right now, Samaritan. I got to tell you about the Samaritan, Matt. This is okay. Sylvester Stallone doing like a straight DVD superhero movie, and he he's like a this this Samaritan movie, it's pretty badass. Like I watched it kind of as a goof, like okay Stallone, let's see you do an indie superhero movie. He plays this trash man, right? Like he goes and collects dumpsters, and he's run down. The city's run down. It's overrun by crime. But 10, 15 years ago there was a superhero called Samaritan and he was badass, but he had a nemesis. Nemesis was called nemesis and they were <laughs> twins. And these are two superhero hero twins. One was a villain. 
One was a hero. The city loved Samaritan and they hated Nemesis. And these bad guys, this they would keep each other in check, right? But Samaritan would always win until Nemesis forged this hammer out of his own hatred. And it was the one thing that could hurt Samaritan. And then they had this showdown and neither of them have been seen, seen since. Flash forward 10, 15 years, Martin Starr runs a blog talking about like Samaritan sightings and there's still a superhero out there. and Oh, maybe Samaritan's still among us. But the city's mainly moved on and lost hope and descended into chaos and crime, right? And then there's this kid who lives in these tenement houses and one of his neighbors is this big guy who collects the trash. And the kid starts stalking him being like, maybe he's Samaritan. And the kid, he's a little nerd. He gets his ticket punched every day right like he like the bullies beat him up and then one day this samaritan saves his life right or mm-hmm. not samaritan this 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 superhero guy mm-hmm. in hiding you know you know he's a superhero in hiding like it's sylvester Stallone. the whole point of the damn movie if this movie happened it was just a damn guy who collects garbage after all <laughs> could you imagine well i can't wait here's here's what i could was you waiting for the you movie? i was waiting for you to tell me that Stallone was nemesis. That's yeah, <laughs> what I was Matt, waiting for, but Matt, because it seemed too worst, obvious he would be Samaritan. Worst, worst kept twist in any movie I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. So the whole movie, this kid is like, you're him, you're Samaritan. And a group of like a gang of bad guys in the movie, they've broken into a police holding like place where they keep evidence and they've got the hammer. They've got Nemesis's hammer. So now they're using Nemesis's hammer to like wreak crime on the city and be like, yeah, we're a Nemesis gang. We love Nemesis. And now Samaritan has a reason to come back. And so Stallone, and I got to credit this movie. I liked it. I'm not going to, you know what? Like I'm being cheeky with it. It's silly. It's, but it's fun. And you watch this movie, you throw it up, throw it up on your VOD. You're not going to be disappointed with the Samaritan because it's silly. It's fun. It sounds like a 90s, like, like in oh, that it's before, steel dude i was gonna say it feels like steel it feels it's like steel. dark man it feels like the no, shadow like in that matt, era of like hey matt, action movie matt don't set yourself up for dark man all right it ain't <laughs> 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 like, listen. <laughs> okay listen matt okay it's, it's like dark man three <laughs> yeah it's more <laughs> dark man three don't it's samaritan man like it's it, it's so you know the junk man is samaritan we, could you imagine gonna... could you imagine this is a movie about a kid stalking a dude who like pulls garbage and so here's so, what i'm hoping the, for john so, I, I don't want to cut you off but i'm hoping that in what seven months we're at san diego comic-con and we get video sylvester stallone standing next to a guy dressed as samaritan telling us about the oh, uh, yeah. costume release at the party city and oh yeah <laughs> listen <laughs> sylvester stallone anybody involved in samaritan i don't care if you're an extra in samaritan I want you on the podcast. Samaritan, <laughs> like, Geekscape is now the ho- new home of Samaritan fans. It's the number one Samaritan fan site yeah. now. Geekscape <laughs> is the number one it's Samaritan fan. It's our rebrand fan. for 2023. This is just a... This is, <laughs> Geekscape, surprise, our big plans for 23. Geekscape is a Samaritan fan cast. All right? Samaritan sightings, Samaritan fandom, Samaritan fan art. Submit it to me, Jonathan at Geekscape.net. We're going all in on Samaritan. And yeah... Two seconds into the movie, you're watching it and you're like, yo, he's Nemesis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so these bad guys are running around in these Nemesis masks, being like, we're in charge now. Yeah, we're running the city. And they're such the bad guys 
from RoboCop 2 okay. that they even they even have arcade machines in their hideout. And you're like, yo, whoever made this movie had to be throwing shout outs to RoboCop 2, Teenage Ninja, Ninja Turtles 2. Yeah. Like, when, when bad guys have arcade machines in their hideouts, like, let me tell you. I live in LA. You know, Shane O'Hare thinks LA is crime ridden. If I see, if I go into like a, I go to a lot of gang get togethers. I go to a lot of crime, criminal organization get togethers. I, I, they, they have good parties. If I walk in there and they have a fucking arcade machine, I'm like, these guys ain't serious. Yeah. These guys ain't serious. Like they're they got a roller skate, they got the skateboard ramp down there. Yeah, they got a skateboard ramp. They got an arcade machine. They're a serious they're, gang. They they're usually always playing machine. that song. That's like, oh no, we're in trouble. <laughs> you walk in there, you're, you're gonna end up like the kid in 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 Back to the Future Two, who's like, it's a kids game. Like, who the hell are they recording? What you got to listen? What you got to do if you're a gang? Like, you got to recruit them with the tickety talks. Yeah. All right, you got to go with the kids are on the tick a talk. All right, you got to go on the tick a talk. Okay, you can't recruit an arcade machine. So that's these kind of guys. And you got to know that, like, when when he when Sylvester Stallone, who's like, that's a different life, you know, like that ain't me, and that ain't me, that ain't me. Even after the kid is like, no, dude, I found undisputed proof that you're fucking Samaritan. You just picked up a bus or whatever. He's like, okay, <laughs> but leave me alone. I don't want to be a hero anymore. This and that. And so you got this showdown with the bad guy. You know, he's like, you're a loser. You're nothing. You're not nemesis. And he's like, who's, he was like, you're not a good guy. You're a failure. He goes, he, you see Stallone in his moment, right? I'll spoil it for you. Cause we're getting a sequel. Who cares? He goes, I hope we're getting a sequel. He goes, who said I'm the good guy. And you're like, Oh shit, he's nemesis. Ah! I called it the I mean the second he's on the screen, you know he's nemesis. Yeah. yeah. The only person who doesn't know he's nemesis is this dumb kid running around. <laughs> like, listen, like he's clearly nemesis. And so that's the big twist. He was the bad guy, and he's got guilt because he like killed his brother who was Samaritan. And so now he's got to come back as Samaritan for the sequel. It's tight. I gotta tell you, Geeks Gabus, if you're looking for, if you're tired of the Marvel, if you're tired of the DC. If you're done rewatching Steel seven times, like you got to watch the Samaritan. Samaritan's tight. So if us alone, call me up. We got to find a way to make this Samaritan two, Samaritan three. Um, we got to do it because hey John, how much a... do you think the the budget for Samaritan was? Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Andy Radinger says there was a movie like that, Paper Tiger with David Niven. You know what? The difference between you listen, this one's got Stallone. This is why Samaritan's tight. I got to watch Paper Tiger, though. I'll watch Paper Tiger. Samaritan. Samaritan's my guy. I'm. Hey, do you think we can make Samaritan shirts for, for Comic-Con? Maybe. Uh, good news, everybody. Uh, just checking on the wiki page here. This is uh, dropping on DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K tomorrow. Uh, <sighs> so, <laughs> if you're listening to this, chances are you can watch your Samaritan right now. Yeah. Enjoy it. it. Was- it was scheduled for a theatrical release on November 20th, 2020, December 11th, 2020, January, uh, June 4th, 2021, and then was finally released on Amazon Prime on August 26th, 2022. Uh, uh, John, it was a budget of $100 million that went into Samaritan. <laughs> so I don't know if I they're going to make that budget back Matt, you, equal you, on Prime. <laughs> you didn't let me play the guess the budget game. Well, because you, you kept I would have been all like, over the damn place. Listen, listen, I would have been like Samaritan. 
Hmm. That's got to be an avatar in numbers. Because <laughs> this movie's tight. Like, okay. Okay, they shouldn't have spent a hundred. Listen, <laughs> I'll, I'll, listen, I want to see a Samaritan sequel. You can't be spending a hundred million dollars. Oh my Samaritan. God, this was from the director of Overlord? Listen, that movie was actually good. Yeah, the World War II thing? <laughs> yeah. Listen, you can't be spending no hundred million dollars on, on Samaritan, all right? Like, this movie, you got to spend twenty million on Samaritan. Okay, spend spend fifteen million on Samaritan. All right, and Sylvester, you gotta Sly. Can I call you Sly? Sly, you can't take too much money on the next one on the Samaritan. Like, you got to put some <laughs> of it in front of the screen. Like a hundred million. Oh my god. Okay. Well, go watch Samaritan. Enjoy it. Available probably now on VOD. As well, help, as it get, help, help us get a sequel. That sequel will get a maybe sequel. come out in 20 years if it gets a cult yeah. following uh, down the road. Well, <laughs> well, the cult following starts now with <laughs> Geekscape, the Samaritan fan cast. Uh, speaking of movies that cost $100 million or more, uh, I went to see this uh, this movie, the Avatar 2, The Way of Water. Right. Um, How was it? Didn't, I got to tell you, that first Avatar movie is one that I think we all collectively like forgot about right like oh i we went to see it it. we enjoyed it i didn't even see it in theaters which is definitely not the way to see avatar i just watched it on dvd and i was like this is boring (laughs) no you got you got to watch it on you got to watch it on a big screen like i i I remember like going with nara williams and being like oh this is impressive like it's technically impressive the story is not getting it was, me and, it was just fern yeah it, it's a lot of movies and it's in it's got like long stretches where he's just riding a horse and flying around and it's fine but the visuals are why you got to see this in the theater you got to see it in 3d because other stuff may not stick with you and that's my that's my recollection of the first one which obviously like honestly like it, people talked about it as the franchise that never happened avatar 2 the way of water people are like oh this is gonna fail because nobody really cares about avatar anymore it clearly did not fail it had a big ass blockbuster weekend and it's still rocking and i so i said heidi like we got to go see this in theaters if we're going to see this in our lifetime we got to see it in theaters where it's impressive and the 3d is awesome and true on all counts it is impressive the 3d is awesome and i actually enjoyed it more than the first avatar the story is good this one involves their kids it's you know it's kind of 10 years later the same way that the first one was 10 years plus ago it was 12 years ago like this one is is same kind of distance, but now they're surviving on Pandora and you see the family and it's the same characters. Uh, but now it's a bigger cast, which sometimes works against the story because it does cover a lot of characters and they each have their own narratives. But I think Jim, James Cameron does it in such a clear way. Um, and he does lean on enough conventions where it doesn't take a whole lot to get who these characters are. The thing is, they are all blue, so you are going to take some time to familiarize yourselves with what they look like in their own little details so that you can tell them apart the voice cast i want to call them voice cast but they're not voice cast they're actually in there doing motion capture everybody's doing a great job the movie's fun it's long you're gonna feel it you're gonna feel how long this movie is the end action sequence alone is at least 45 minutes long and it goes through i mean it feels like you're going through multiple boss battles in this thing and people just won't die didn't help that my contact popped out and I'm fighting it for 30 minutes, but I'm watching it with like one of my eyes covered, but obviously like lenticular lenses, it's fine. I liked it. I'm a fan of avatar Two. bring on avatar three in two years, bring me more avatars. Um, I was somebody who 
wasn't a cynic because you'd never bet against James Cameron. The first one I thought I appreciated, didn't need to see it again. This one I I actually really enjoyed. Don't necessarily need to see it again, but I was I I dug it, man. Avatar Two: Way of Water is fun. Um, it's worth seeing, and you got to see it in theaters. If you don't see it in theaters, but I, if I you're going to watch something at home, you're going to watch the Meriden. Can I yeah. say that? No, well, I think gonna, that's fair. Well, Listen, you have no other choice. You don't have a choice. Anywhere, do not but... do not watch Avatar. <laughs> do not watch. <laughs> do not watch Avatar: The Way of Water at home. You're going to want to watch it in 3D in theaters I, the way it's intended. That, I don't. Do, I mean, if I see it, I'll see it in theaters. But I think that there's something that there's something that bothers me about. About like a movie that is receiving praise, but you can only enjoy it under extremely specific circumstances, like VOD. Samaritan. Yeah, like, like it's like it has. Yeah, exactly. You can only enjoy Samaritan under the specific circumstances of stoned on your couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I mean, I would say that the same thing with like when someone's like, "Well, this movie's great when you're high." I'm like, "Then is the movie truly great?" No. Like. Like it's like if the movie's only enjoyable if you pay the money to see it in 3D in a theater, and then the second that it's released on home video, all of the appeal is gone. Like that's questionable to me, and that was my problem with the first Avatar was that I felt yeah. like you had it was more about the spectacle of the 3D than the actual plotting and script and story beats. And the first one, for the most part, was yeah. But and they showed the first one. The first one was an option on the plane. And I was like, that's definitely not a movie I want to see on the plane. I'm, wa- I'm watching Samaritan. Um, I'll watch Samaritan again. But Avatar 2, I think you would enjoy it away from the theater. I think it doesn't need the th- it doesn't need the 3D. But you know what? It's out in 3D. Go enjoy the damn 3D. It's fun. Like I got these obnoxious things on my face that are the anti-3D fun factor. Man. You got to figure it out because <laughs> it's fun to watch in 3D. Yes, James Cameron does have multiple sequences in the movie where he's just flying around or floating around <laughs> underwater or just doing his he's doing like his his fun sequence where you're just watching the cool so stuff. So it's, the like, it's, it's 75% it's an actual movie and 25% of like a amusement filler. park 3D ride. Yeah, there's <laughs> like, a lot of stuff that you would be like there's a lot of stuff that feels like padding but <laughs> The characters are enjoying it. You're getting to know the characters. The majority of the cast are the kids, the the young actors who all do an awesome job. And it's fun to see them explore new areas and, and like go underwater or fly around and kind of explore the world and discover things. And they're definitely going to be carrying a lot of the next couple movies. Um, not saying anybody died. This is that like don't, don't go in. like I I went in thinking things were going to happen. They did not happen. And mm-hmm. that's good. James Cameron can still su- surprise you. He's still rocking it, even though the criticisms of him, like, okay, whatever. He's yeah. Don't bet against James Cameron. These movies are good. They're fun. But he's got to be the person that the, has had the most massive blockbusters on films that were greatly predicted to be box office bombs. Like, and, yeah, like dude, Titanic. Titanic they thought was going to crash. Yeah, destroy it. Like, yeah. and so you got to you got to watch this if. If you're going to watch it, and I don't mean to tub thump too much for like a massive billionaire business like Disney, but watch it in theaters because you're going to enjoy it and you won't get as much out of it on at home or on a smaller screen, but you will still enjoy it. It's still, I think this is a fun movie. And again, that end action sequence is 45 minutes long. It's, it's impressive. This movie is really damn impressive. Um, Watch it, watch it. 
Uh, a movie that you should have been able to continue watching in theaters, but you couldn't because it was removed from theaters, uh, was this Netflix Glass Onion. Like, yeah. I listened to um, the director talk to Mark Marin, and I could not believe that this Knives Out Glass Onion, none of it, nobody could believe that it didn't continue to get the theatrical run because it was doing box office. It was yeah. doing business, and that just wasn't Netflix's... So Netflix is baffling to me in the way that they do anything right now. Um, So I'm producing a new podcast that's actually not for the Geekscape network uh, called Alyssa Explains It All. And it's hosted by Alyssa Lube from The Circle Season 4. And she told me a story that (laughs) when they were done finishing the sh- filming this reality show, which at the time was one of the more popular Netflix reality shows. Uh, an executive at Netflix was like, well, just, you know, keep your expectations normal because you're going to be the first circle season. That's not the number one most watched TV show on Netflix when it drops. Cause we're putting you out the same day as the Ozark finale. Mm. And she was just like, why? (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) And they just do these decisions where it's like, hey, I know that we're making a lot of box office money at a time where no one's making money at the box office, but we want to get these people sitting at home watching Netflix. And I can tell you that I enjoyed Glass Onion and I would have enjoyed Glass Onion more in a theater because I watched Glass Onion in my parents' living room, and the Kelly family is able to make a a two-and-a-half-hour movie into a four-hour experience with two intermissions for phone calls and bathroom breaks. And it was just... I mean, it really stretched out the mystery. But um, (laughs) I... What's going on with that prostate? It's like a brand-new storyline of the the Glass Onion. Jesus, it really is. In the Matt Kelly household, Knives Out Glass Onion is is Knives Out Too Many Onions. Too Many Onions. Um, But Glass Onion was good. I liked it. Um, But I think the original Knives Out was a better mystery. It was was a little bit better paced. But, I mean, just look at the cast in this picture. Like, every one of these people is bringing their A game. And Dave Bautista, I, I remember reading an article that was saying, like, Dave Bautista is without any competition, the greatest wrestler turned actor of all time because, man, does he take risks on the roles that he does. Like you he doesn't just... Commando was a risk? No, no. I, I mean, it was it was such a risk that Sylvester Stallone said, nah, I'm good, and then Arnold said, nah, I'm good, but Mr. I'm going bankrupt on my Hulkamania a pasta restaurant in Mall of America... Was like sign me up, <laughs> um, but the but no, like you look at Dave Batista's roles, like he really does do the he does the Guardians of the Galaxy action movies, but then he'll do something like this where he's like a right wing Twitch streamer that's like a psychopath, you know, like or he'll do. I want to see it. Don't, I have not seen yeah. the the Glass Onion. I was too it's, busy. And yeah, and I'm not going to say anything about the plot lines, but it is fun. It probably could have been two hours as opposed to two and a half hours. There's a there's a lot that could be uh, removed, and I don't think the with with knives out. I was constantly guessing who was the the person behind the crime, um, and in this one, I really I pretty quickly was like, I'm pretty sure it's this, and for this reason. Um, but I also 
watched Knives Out with my dad because he had never seen it the day before. So my brain was already fresh in that like Agatha Christie, like how how are these framed to figure to to misdirect? So I don't know if someone going into it not already in the like, I'm going to be misdirected and thrown a million red herrings would look at it. But I was like on high alert. <laughs> the whole movie. Everybody I know who saw this in the theater loved it. Yeah. Um, and Ryan was saying that like you just go for the ride. And yeah. if you look too into it, you, it's it's going to fall apart. Like just go for the ride. Enjoy it. And the whodunit aspect of it, which for me made the first knives out not as enjoyable because I, I I called it, yeah, and I was like, oh, I think I know what's going on here. I think you got to put that part of your brain away and just say, I'm here for a ride. I'm here to see these characters live like bounce off of each other. They're all loud. They're all different. Let's see. Let's shake them up. Let's see how this works. Um, I think that that's the thing that I wish I'd felt it. In the first Knives Out, I wish I would have told myself to just enjoy it instead of being predicting what's going to happen. And so I'm going to go into this glass onion, just letting the performances yeah, and the, the crazy work its well, way me, out. Let me ask you a quick question, because um, God knows I've been posting these all week. But like, did you have like a top, maybe top three or top five films this year? You saw way more than I did. Uh yeah, I have a I have a I have a couple top films, but it, the the number one is the one that nobody saw, the George Miller movie, Three Thousand Years of Longing. Okay, this is Idris Elba as a freaking genie, and I can understand like if people are like, I don't know if I want to see Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba as a genie, but it is an Arabian Nights style uh, story where Tilda Swinton, is, her husband left her, but she's an academic. She goes around the world speaking about uh ancient cultures and she's in uh but it was like mesopotamia but she finds it was yeah. arabia back in the day and she finds in like a a shop she finds this um this lamp and she brings it back to the hotel room and she's like oh it's just a trinket whatever and she ends up rubbing the damn thing and idris elba fills the room up he's a giant genie he's a gene what are they called um uh, a gene a gin. a gin he's a gin and he's like uh hi you rubbed my lamp i've been in that for a very long time uh you know how this works three wishes and she says well i also know as an academic how this works every single story about a gin has been a warning story and i don't want to go out like that why don't you tell me how you got in the like what what put you in the damn lamp and he goes well for that let me tell you the stories of the times that i ended up back in the lamp and the djinn, Idris Elba's character, takes her through, it's almost like a, it's almost like a bunch of short stories, like an anthology of the times that he got put in this lamp as a djinn. And the two of them develop this relationship because she's very hesitant to ask for any of her wishes. Uh, she claims to be happy where she is, but as they get to know each other, she starts to open up about things like being left by her husband and the thing, the lives that she didn't live and w- how much uh, satisfaction she's actually getting as an academic and living that side of life, reading about life instead of living life. And it's a beautiful story because there's a djinn. He's lived for thousands of years and he's lived many lives. And so that story was awesome. It's George Miller. You got to buy a ticket to every time George Miller has a movie yeah. in theaters because visually, well, I can't, I don't have to sell you on him. Like, 
that yeah. last that's, Mad Max that movie, Fury fantastic. Road, was incredible. It I just didn't even wasn't marketed right. out until you Matt, posted about. It, I had no clue it existed. The movie came out. It was like dumped in like August or September. It was out for a weekend. It was fantastic and visually beautiful. The story is so well written, and that's what the movie is about. And yeah. the, it, it kind of has a wonky act structure. Do you? Did I care? No. Did it get long? No. I think it's a two-hour movie. It's a beautiful movie, and 3,000 Years of Longing. It is two people who are longing for different things. Do they find them in each other? you got to watch the movie to find out. That was my favorite movie of the year. Uh, second would be Triple R. I was going to say, you've been praising Triple R for a Triple while. Triple R is fantastic, and Andy Rattinger and I went to see a screening of it. at the. I'd already seen the movie, but we went to see it on the big screen, and I thought the people were going to pull the seats out and start flipping them at each other and like fighting and stuff. There were people in costume. Uh, it's a Tagaliwood movie, which is a sub, a, a side set of Bollywood cinema. And there were Tagali people in the theater. Half of the theater was Tagali or Bollywood. And That's they awesome. were loving it. They were, they start dancing during the dance sequences. They start freaking out. It was awesome. So you it were was saying so like a Rocky fun. Horror Picture Show It was a Rocky Horror style horror. thing. It was That's so amazing. much fun. It was crazy, fully interactive experience. And I love that movie. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I I, th- my, I mean, I didn't see that many mo- new movies this year. I threw Weird, the Al Yankovic story is my number one. I think that that film I heard is it's great. a fucking blast. Um, no, what's one that when I was putting together my list for my Facebook, I was doing a every day. It was a different top 10. Um, between Christmas and New Year's. It came out so early that I haven't seen anyone else put on their top 10 list, really. But Chippendale Rescue Rangers was such a fun, like an (laughs) unexpectedly fun fun ride. And I am going to take a quick second to promote for a friend. Um, There was a a film called the WNUF Halloween special maybe 10 years ago that came out. And I'm not sure if you've ever seen this, but it was this filmmaker from Baltimore. And his idea was that he hated found footage movies but he was going to make a found footage movie that fixed all of the things that he hated about found footage movies. So he sat down, he wrote all of his complaints about found footage movies. Like why do they keep filming? How did someone take the time to edit this together? Like all the logical things that didn't make sense. Is this about me filming the monkey attacking my wife? Basically. No. So the only reason I was filming was I was filming another monkey. Two more monkeys attacked. I did not film that. This is for the courts to decide, not me. Um, But he, so he made this movie and the whole film is a VHS tape that someone taped off the news in the 80s. And it's like a Geraldo Rivero, like going into a haunted house special. You told me about that. And it's got fake commercials, like in between every ad break. And like the tape is, it's supposed to be like the parents hit record and went to bed. So you have to watch like 30 minutes of news before you get to like the actual Halloween special. But all of those news stories tie into the twists and turns that happen like later on in the movie. Where can I find this? This is on Shutter. The the structure of it's brilliant, but this year he released the long-awaited sequel, the Out There Mega Halloween tape. So that one took place in the '80s. So it was all satanic panic and everything like that. This one, it's like alien autopsy. <laughs> like it's like an alien. <laughs> it's like an alien autopsy video. But it not only is it hilarious and it captures like the '90s stuff so well. But he hired Scott from our movie night to compose some of the music in it. So like Scott wrote like a fake Power Rangers show theme song for like one of the ad breaks of like advertising. This is fantastic. He's it's are they it both on Shutter? I think they are. Um, I know for a fact that WNUF is, but uh, they're they're like these nice like 
70 minute like the geekscape fans will absolutely fucking eat this shit up because it's the just movies like are 70 minutes long yeah they're super That's short perfect. they're super fun they're they're they have like nice twists and turns but holy shit it is so funny and captures this like like you get commercials for like monster ballads <laughs> it's like these like I mean, fake don't 80s spoil rock songs you'll love it you'll you'll be you'll be all in on it okay i gotta um, i mean we, we i've i've promoted so many shutter films yeah. throughout the year on the on the show that like i'm gonna hit him up and be like yo can we have this boy on the podcast can oh we, i can get you this boy this no no he's i don't know i want shutter i want shutter to know <laughs> that this they, guy deserves better they, they, they got geekscape <laughs> and the horror movie night guys should be doing more stuff for these shutter folks we shutter you hear me yeah enough of this enough of this all right well who do you come to to promote your stuff every single time who like has has people on on the podcast geekscape all right <laughs> Throw us a bone. Have these boys. What else they got to do? Matt yeah. Kelly, Scott. Like, what else they got to do? They they want to talk I about horror movies. We would cost ten times less than what you're paying Joe Bob. They, we'll bring the they, same they level they of entertainment. Be doing. Well, <laughs> listen, I like Joe Bob. You leave. I do alone. too. You leave. Look, Joe we won't Bob bring alone. any of the gravitas or viewership, but we'll bring yeah. a lower yeah. price tag. <laughs> yeah. You want seven followers? You want, hey, I could tweet it out to three people. You hire us. You hire us, and my uncle will watch. <laughs> uh matt kelly listen 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 the matt kelly quote that, of the century that is your, that is whenever you're talking about and i've started to say it listen uh it's been great having you on man uh congrats again on the end of the year charity live stream um i'm planning next year's fun. on saturday so and phenomenal job to all the podcasters i know i do some jocular ribbing to each of y'all um but i'm proud of everybody i think the shows are doing great and yeah. it i it it warms my heart and crushes my heart at the same time when i log in to see our numbers and the geekscape flagship show is third in our rankings behind horror movie night those boys have been at it a while and they deserve it i love them very much and they're a great show if you're into horror movies or just three friends finding their ways through life together listen to horror movie night um Christmas 365 is a juggernaut. This year, this year was insane. Dylan October, and I were November, we December. Yeah. Like, I just saw these numbers grow and blow. And I was like, you know what I got to do? I got to start wearing a sinus suit on Geeks Game. <laughs> Instead, you That's went on a honeymoon. Do. You're like, you know what? I'm just running. I'm running done. for two weeks. I'm disappearing. <laughs> what I should have done was I should have. I, I mean, listen, this Dylan guy, where did you find him? Because he's smart. I like met, him at a, met him at a monster convention. Listen, <laughs> monster Mania. He was a horror movie got, night kid first. Look, you got to <laughs> find some more monster conventions to go to. Because, uh, yeah, no, you don't. So <laughs> that's the one thing you don't need to do in 2023. You go to oh, enough. No, Listen, I, I can announce something guy, pretty cool, though, John. He's got, he's, he's got it together. Because this, this Christmas 365, enough with it. I don't so, like, I don't like, my, my self esteem can't take logging into the back end, seeing the numbers. And and just being crushed like that, like Christmas 365's numbers have just been incredible. So Watch out, weird algorithms it. coming for you too. <laughs> the two the two dollar late fee guys are on my heels. Damn. Weird algorithms is keeping pace with me. Like I love it. So Geekscape yeah. is like, I know I can joke about. Oh, that was a bad idea for a podcast. Listen, I only joke. It was not a bad idea for a podcast. Matt's in charge of the podcasts. He can put up whatever he wants, and I was wrong. I, I didn't really say anything. It was Christmas no. 365. At any point, did I was I like, don't put that up? No. No. 
I said, do it. Let's see how it does. And it did great. And it's it awesome. did amazing. So, no. And just that's, keep and making that's, stuff. The way I say it is that Geekscape is a giant sandbox and there is room for every single person that wants to play. As long as they have a kind heart and a and a creative drive, we've got space for you in the sandbox. Let's create. Like, let's yeah, just let me have games. a twisted heart. There's yeah. one twisted heart here. Uh, there might be one this person guy. who kicks over a couple sandcastles on his way through That's the. Me. But, <laughs> but, but he doesn't mean to. He thinks that he's being friendly. <laughs> Listen, his contacts <laughs> popping out. Thirty minutes left in Avatar <laughs> Two. He can't see where he's going. That's this guy. Yeah, and he's stumbling out of his screening. He's stumbling but... like I gotta put my contact back in. These Navi are flying everywhere. Like. Amazing job, everybody! Christmas sixty five and the rest of the crew, two of our late fee kids, who I got to hang with at LA Comic Con. Like amazing job, and the numbers are showing it. Yeah, like, no, we're incredible. we're killing it. Geekscape is Matt growing, Milligan baby. And the boys, great job. Um, something that's kind of cool that's happening in two thousand twenty three. I, I haven't even told you this yet. Uh, on March seventeenth, having a baby. Uh huh. Now on March seventeenth to the to the nineteenth. Our movie night will be at a, co- a convention in Gettysburg called Creature Feature Weekend. And we'll, A, be probably recording our 400th episode live at that convention. But, B, I was asked to do the Q&A with one Doug Jones during that convention. No. Listen, he's rude. Here's the thing people don't know about Doug Jones. He's this man he's, in the biz. He, he is not a nice guy. He is very cruel. <laughs> He is not not sincere at all. Um, this guy, listen, he's he's more like the fawn in Pan's Labyrinth than a, the actual person. Like, no, Doug Jones is phenomenal, nicest person. One of the nicest. That's incredible. As soon as it was announced, I texted the guy who runs it. I'm like, listen, I know Doug, and I will get Doug to open up in a way that you grabbing some rando will not be able to get. Doug, Doug is to open up. beautiful. <laughs> what a beautiful human being. That's great. I'm excited about that. Now, I'm let's joking. talk business. How many right. Dylans do you think you can pull out of that convention for us? Well, can you get me come back from Gettysburg with like five with more Dylans to throw into se- the Matt? Matt, come back with 17 Dylans or don't 17 Dylans each with can their you... own individual podcast. We do have and, a yeah. new show added to the Geekscape Network while you were gone. Uh, <laughs> well, I was gone 20 minutes ago. Like, when no, you, no, like no. yeah, when you were when you were on your honeymoon, we did launch a. So first of all, we brought in two shows that I've been friends with for a long time, um, Fright School and the Jersey Ghouls, both joined guys. the ranks. Uh, but now Joe from Fright School and myself have joined forces, and we're doing a, a podcast called White People Problems, an OC podcast. Uh, no, the not. OC is Joe's favorite podcast or no, favorite mo- uh, TV show. I've never no. seen a sing- single second of it. You're not so he's having that. me watch it. and. No. Uh, We've gotten some pretty cool guests so far. We've got some no. more cool guests on the horizon. I've got on, some cool no. guests coming up on Weird Algorithm. We just, uh, I can't announce them right now, but subscribe. Subscribe to everything. Just type in mm. Geekscape on any podcast that, and just right down the row. Just hit no. subscribe. Listen, Every single I'm, one of them. Ha- have you launched the OC podcast yet? Oh, we're two episodes deep, John. It's no, got to cancel that. No, <laughs> no. We can't no. stop that progress. <laughs> no, what have you done? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Listen. Like mark the tape, because in a year when that OC podcast has a billion downloads. <laughs> well, my favorite thing was that I wanted to call it something that had more to do with the OC, and and pretty Joe, good name, dude, That's and a pretty Joe, good name. Well, no, Joe being the brilliant man that he is, as he goes, no, we're gonna call it White People Problems because there's only ninety episodes of the OC. So if this podcast takes off, we could just find more White People Problem TV shows. To talk about. <laughs> 
<laughs> Didn't you already do the Boy Meets World? <laughs> I think it was, I think what we've been talking about is once we finish the OC, it'll either be something like Pretty Little Liars or Dawson's Creek. Great. Like another one of those Great. just like teen melodramatic bullshit yeah. shows. I love it, man. Dude, that is hilarious. Uh, no, I'm being facetious. It's hilarious. I'm. I look forward to that one. I think that's great. <laughs> Geeks gave us sign like sign up for that white people problems podcast. It sounds and fantastic. Subscribe to the fucking YouTube channel because tomorrow we're going to be talking about Deep Space Nine up in here. Um, I won't be there because I don't really know too much about the show. But uh, Caitlin, uh, who does the Final Frontier podcast, is going to be hosting a panel with a few of her friends as well as Ashley Victoria Robinson of the Geek History Lesson podcast. They're just going to be sharing their favorite Deep Space Nine memories because tomorrow is the 30-year anniversary of that show debuting. Okay. Well, we're getting old, listen, John. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. We're, 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 spreading, we're spreading like the rabies if the monkey had bit me. Yeah. Um, Maybe it did. Geekscape us. <laughs> if you transferred it through my phone <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> if, you're still, if you're still listening to this an hour and 19 minutes in, I love you. Thank you. Uh, wake up. You clearly fell asleep while listening to the podcast, and uh, you you need to uh, work in the morning. Actually, actually, you're dreaming about a monkey. No, listen, I'm not going to do that. You when you wake up, you're going to go ahead and just subscribe to all the Geekscape shows. Yes. Listen, <laughs> listen, you're clearly asleep right now because we're an hour in uh, a plus. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to cash app Jonathan $100. <laughs> He said Matafemo too. You can find him at, at Matthew Kelly 89. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you're going to do. You're going to start a Geekscape podcast, and Jonathan's going to try and cancel it as a joke, and then it's going to have a million subscribers later. Okay, that's enough. Okay. What you're going to do is you're going to share this episode with your friends. Share that subscribe button, uh, share the episode, leave a review, all that stuff. I got to go uh, provide dinner for the wife and get our lives going. I got to call my mom back. She called right before the show, and Matt was privy to that conversation. She's like, Dude, she was, there was no joking. She was just like, You will call me. Juanito, you will call me. <laughs> she gonna put it, she's going to put like some curse on me if I don't. Juanito, you will call me. Uh, all right. Keith Cave, this is enough. We'll talk to you later. Subscribe, review, all that. Love you. Peace. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.